Welcome to the first episode of the Falkirk FC podcast of the 2023-24 season. We're just speaking off the back of our first win of the group stage of the League Cup, which is now the Bayer Play Cup. Bayer Play Cup, yep. All right, it's uh, changed about six times in the past two years, hasn't it? <laughs> but the Bayer Play Cup last night, a uh, 2-1 win over Spartans. And in the first episode, we're going to be speaking to some important people in the club. We're going to be speaking to guys in the commercial department. We've got Graham Stewart, Graham Carbers, and Panny Haney with us today. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks very much for having us. Nice to be here. Um, do you want to just start by introducing yourselves, telling everybody what you do at the club, what the commercial department overall does in, inside the, the business? That's absolutely fine, Colin. Um, my name is Graham Stewart. Um, I'm the commercial manager. Um, this is my second season. Um, I oversee uh, commercial, um, oversee the advertising, and oversee the, the hospitality. Um, and basically, I work in the commercial department with Graham Carbis and Paddy Haney, and I also have a close connection with um, the retail uh, shop uh, support services, which is obviously Laura and Joanne, and the media department, which is Andrew and Adam. Uh, so I'm Paddy Haney. Uh, I'm the football club's commercial and operations executive. Uh, so obviously, a kind of varied role. I kind of can do a wee bit of a few different departments. So commercially speaking, I'd support the guys in the commercial team, be it trying to fulfil the rights uh, in the packages of different commercial partners, also trying to acquire new business, see who we can get involved with the club. From a marketing point of view, help out with comms. So email marketing, that would mostly be myself that would take care of that. Uh, and then other marketing and fan engagement activities as well. Hi, I'm um, Graham Carbus, the exec- uh, commercial executive for the club. Um, I tried my best to look after... Um, bringing a lot of new business into the club, um, generate as much as possible and uh, looking after quite a lot of the, the, the accounts that we've got on board and, and trying to keep the customers happy. Um, in the last wee while, we've seen quite a big uptake in um, match day hospitality and match day sponsorship and that from last year, so it's uh, everything's positive and going in the right direction. And we're, I think we're, we're all working as a, a, a good team. Uh, got a good relationship around the, squ- uh, around the different departments, so it's all going good. You guys are a really important department, but it's often we just see your names or photographs, we don't actually get to hear from you to the fans a lot, so this is probably a good opportunity to tell them all, all the stuff that you guys do. Could you give the guys just an update on, or kind of bring up speed of what you guys' backgrounds are, and are you Falkirk fans before you came to work for the club, and what brought you back here? Yeah, of course. Um, well, I I basically started supporting Falkirk in the 1972-73 season. Um, I used to stand in the Watson Street end in the north enclosure and used to be right, I could always touch Stuart Kennedy, our right back, who was one of my favourite players. But my favourite player was the outside right, which was Wilson Hogan. And also my other favourite player was Jim Shearer. Um, so it went from there. My, f- my grandfather supported Falkirk. He was from Bonnybridge. Um, he could have supported other teams that we all know from the capital, well, from Glasgow, but he got me onto Falkirk. And my two brothers, Alan and Neil, are fervent Falkirk fans, and I really follow in their footsteps, so I've got to thank them as well. And your background before you come to Falkirk? My background, well, my, my background, Colin, is, is basically, um, it's been account management through the years. Um, I'm not a high-pressure salesman. Uh, I'm all about looking after the customer in long-term, but short, sort of medium-term and short-term periods, um, looking after their, their needs, making sure that they, they get what they want, matching their needs with what's available, 
Um, I think I'm a people person. Um, as I said, I've worked in the pet trade for 40 years with two international companies, and my first sales job was actually with Cadbury's chocolate, so hence the box of roses on the table. Um, but just basically sales, uh, made a lot of friends through sales, and uh, coming to Falkirk, obviously, uh, might be my ultimate sales job, but um, possibly one of the best. <laughs> so that's that's my background. Happy yourself, Paddy. Yeah, so similar to Graham, very much a Falkirk fan from the local area. Uh, I suppose the difference lies in that I didn't come from a Falkirk supporting family. It was actually more of a Celtic background family. Um, I actually recall it was primary three or primary four maybe and the foundation came in to do a tickets giveaway for a victory shield match that was being played at the Falkirk Stadium. So it was the first football game I'd been to. Walked into the stadium, fell in love. Next thing you know, I'm going to Falkirk Wraith over the next week and then a year on for that I had a season ticket. So, so that's how I became a Falkirk fan. Uh, in terms of how I ended up working at the club, Working in football was always something that I wanted to do. I was never good enough to be a, a player. So what's the next best thing? Well, that's contributing on the business side of things. So when I left school, I went to the University of Edinburgh. I did sports business. And while I was there, I tried to get some different experiences with football. So I became a youth ambassador at the Scottish FA. So dealing with fan engagement, how can we engage young people in the Scottish national teams? Also did a wee bit of fan engagement work with the Scottish Football Supporters Association and also with the media team at Stenhouse Muir, and then that's how I got to know Jamie. Uh, so when I left uni, I started a part-time master's in football business uh, with UCFB, and at the same time, through my connection with Jamie, I started doing a wee bit of voluntary work here at the stadium, uh, a wee bit of commercial, a wee bit of comms, just quite varied. Uh, and then in the end, I actually started doing some ground stuff work as well for a wee bit of extra money. And from there, I got this full-time offer in May, and it's been a hectic couple of months, but fairly enjoyable so far. So uh, long may it continue. It's crisis in you can't do. Just wait till the snow comes. You'll be the one getting that one off the pitch. Yeah, well, so sometimes I still have to delve back into ground staff responsibilities. But, uh, After three o'clock, as a tano, the nice with Paddy's like. Ah, you, know, you, do, you know it's me being called to the front. <laughs> um, when I was kind of when I when I was a young guy, my my dad used to bring me to take me to Falkirk, uh, Brockville. I can still remember the, the the smell of the as soon as you walked in the the, the the pies and all that as well. So it's vividly remember that. And then I was a ball boy through the junior bairns. I can still remember Sarah Scott used to plant us in the boot room and uh, some great memories from from those days. And used to go out and play on the turf out the back of Brockville. Um, after turf or, or, or sand, sand basically, <laughs> sand and concrete, whatever that was, was on it. Horrific. Uh, but some some amazing experiences and then. I touched on Junior Burns, I was part of Junior Burns for, for quite a few years. Um, and I've, my daughter, when I came here, I've, I've actually got her uh, signed up to be a Junior Burns as well. So I, I think the, everything you learn from that, that age right up until now, it's uh, the people are still here and it's still a great experience. Um, I, I basically started off as an apprentice welder um, when I left the school. Absolutely hated it, I'm not going to lie. Um, and that's when I found my way coming into sales. Done a few different sales jobs before getting into football the last couple of years. And I actually wish I'd done football a lot longer, a lot sooner. Because uh, football and sales is my passion. So um really enjoy my time here. So, yeah, that's me. How is it you guys as fans now working in the club? Because speaking to everybody else who's worked here who were fans before, um, the results seem to really affect morale and everything. So how has it been for you guys? You're quite obviously a bit new, but you've been involved yeah. in the club for a while. Right. But I think at first it was a wee bit tricky to negotiate, but you, 
you get used to it after a month or two, um, kind of regulating if there's any lows, regulating your emotions, or then vice versa. If it's if it's a success, you don't want to get too excited. You know, if Guy Kennedy scores the winning goal against there, you don't be running around the hospitality <laughs> lounges <laughs> uh, or anything like that. But um, be, being a fan definitely does help because. Especially the job we're in, having an understanding of local area, local businesses, and local people, uh, certainly lends itself to being successful. So it's good for that point of view. What I can see, Colin, is that um, I, I've got the privilege of selecting some of the ex-players for the Q and A every hospitality every Saturday, every match day. Uh, I pick quite a few of them, so um, I get to pick some of my idols from that sort of seventy series uh, season. So. I did get to pick Wilson Hogan one, one week and I think we were playing Queen of the South and he was sitting next to me um, and when we scored I, I just got him hugged him and I, I think he got a shock <laughs> and I think I startled him so I had to apologise to Wilson and, but he understood how I felt and I think Wilson was feeling exactly the same, uh, the feeling of adulation and uh, coming back to when we lose it, it is difficult. You know, if we do lose a game and we come in, especially against our, our biggest rivals, Dunfermline, you're in the hospitality and you feel like everybody else and they look at you and you think, you look at your eyes and you, you know you just want to go in a dark room. But for the sake of the hospitality, you know, they're there to be looked after and you make sure you've got a smile on your face and you soon go over it because you share a disappointment with the rest of your fans and it, it soon passes and that, that's what's great. That's what resi- what's resilient about Falkirk fans, and that has to be respected. That you know, win or lose, we we, we sound off each, off to each other. So that's I think that's important. It must be quite rewarding as well now when you have a good day at work. You know, it's something that's helping your passion, and you know, you guys do your job properly. There'll be a, hopefully a really good team in the park, so you can see from what you do, you know, something that you enjoy and thousands of your fellow fans can hopefully enjoy as well. I think sometimes you come away with the expression that as if you if you support a different team or something like that and, and they win, lose or draw, it doesn't change your day. But if, if Falkirk, because you work for the club, you're invested in the club, you're emotionally involved in the club, if Falkirk do win, lose or draw, then it, it, it changes your day, it affects your weekend and it affects the, the way that you're doing sales. And, and so sometimes you've got to be emotionally intact to, to cut yourself off when you're going into the meetings on the Monday morning after a bad result on the Saturday. So you still got to have the... The, the, the heart of the club is uh, your main focus. That's what we all kind of say to each other, say, right, how are we feeling on the Monday morning? We've got, sometimes we get Monday morning, like nine o'clock meetings. You've just had a bad result, so we're going in there with being positive, what can actually sell, and this is a product we believe in, that is, and how we can uh, take your business to the next platform as well. So it's, it's all those kind of different things as well. It's not People think that if you work in football, they lose at the weekend and ah, it's fine, you can sell another advertising board, but it's not always the case because you're struggling yourself to, to promote that over to the, the the business that you're trying to sell to. So, if that makes sense. It's, it's, it's definitely fulfilling and that, that goes back to why I wanted to work in football in the first place. And it just so happens that my first full-time job's at the club I love. So, so it's definitely good for that point of view. And I'd imagine the guys are the same though. They also feel certain sense of responsibility because you know there's a lot at stake and you know it affects the mood and the, the feelings of a lot of people in the local area so I certainly feel a sense of responsibility I, I think I think so Colin I, basically what I personally feel a massive responsibility and I, I actually feel a privilege you know to be part of the club that, that I love um, certainly I, I, I make sure that the, you know 
I don't patronise the fans because I, I know, I, I know basically, um, you know how Falkirk fans are. So um, it's, it's a privilege. And conversely, when we win in hospitality, is absolute jumping. So it's not all all bad. Uh, but after their United game, my goodness, uh, I just want to have a pint and celebrate with the with the fans. And so, so did Paddy and, and Graham. No, I did make it up to behind the wall before last order. <laughs> that was good. I've uh, I've never had that experience in hospitality, unfortunately. I think I've been six times and I've been yeah. done all six times. Yeah, so, I'm not coming <laughs> back. You can send me all the codes you want. I'm not coming. It's still worth it. So when I f- when we started this podcast, first episode was with Jamie at the end of a poor season a few years ago, and it ran through kind of that every part of the club was struggling. And the kind of updates I've had over the past few months is certainly in your guys' department, commercial team. I've been doing amazing work. So can you talk a bit, a bit about how the rebuild essentially your commercial team and the club overall has gone over the past year, 18 months from what was, I think Jamie said, an all-time low to, to where we are now? Uh, well, answer that, guys. <laughs> well, w- w- when I arrived at the club, uh, which is just over a year ago, um, and then Graham joined me shortly afterwards and Paddy came in, I, I think... Already, after the very disappointing Q&A uh, of um, November, November 21, um, it was obvious that a fresh start was needed. Um, the framework was there. Um, obviously, Jamie, Jamie was in with some fresh ideas. Uh, we have a, a really good board that had come in with, that wanted to change things. Um, and Sammy McGovern had, had set the the framework for for moving forward, which was under very difficult conditions under COVID. Um, what we've done, we've, we've carried on that development. We've probably brought it up a notch or two. Um, and, and the way we've done that, Colin, is it's through through structure. Um, but Paddy has, has helped develop a fantastic commercial brochure. Um, the, the communication between the departments has been fantastic and the team spirit has been great. We had a, a, a team bonding with the, the players uh, in the Brockville Bar um, after the Clyde match and it really set the scene um, to a successful season, which it was a successful season last year uh, compared to other seasons. Um, and basically, with the Chief Executive, Jamie, as I said, by the board, there's been a lot of clarity and trust. And I think that's built a fantastic uh, framework for, for building the business. Again, the commercial department has been very successful this year thanks to thanks to the, the sponsors uh, and the, the fans. Um, so I, I think it's it's moved from strength to strength. So and, uh, thanks for your clear sponsorship as well. Ah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got Roman's bits sitting in my office, but it's the first time he scores against us, it's also getting burned in my garden. <laughs> but no, th- I, I sponsored Roman's bits last year, and it was great because he got an invite along to the, the end of year dinner. I yep. uh, got to have a chat with Roman, so I got the signed boots and everything. So. Just stay on and probably do again. Yeah, a good evening that night as well. It was, yeah. it was a lot of good recognition awards. I know we're here to talk about the commercial and things like that, but the people that were getting the, in the on the foundation side as well, people are getting recognition for the the hard work that they've been putting on over the years, and they think it's going unnoticed, but it's never it's never unnoticed. Right. And that's why they play sponsorships is a good thing. It's a good chance for individuals who maybe don't actually have a business to get involved and support the club. But then, like you say, you get your invite to the recognition night. Get to meet your player. Actually, maybe be your favourite player. You might try and sponsor, and get to have a wee bit of crack with them. Spend some time with them, and as Graham says, actually have a really good night. So yeah, really um, sorry. No, no, I was going to say that the awards night. You didn't realise 
how many volunteers and how many people work in the foundation until you see that you've got these so many awards and people who are getting brought up on stage and their tables are full of other volunteers. You didn't realise how many people contribute to Falkirk, the, the actual club and the foundation part. It's, it's no small amount of people that are putting a lot of work in. And the, the, the most important thing is that people do it on the volunteering uh, platform is, is unbelievable. It's, yeah, uh, it's incredible. The clubs at our size don't operate without the community. You need people volunteering. You need people supporting us commercially or coming along, backing the team, buying tickets. Uh, and of course, it has to be a two-way street. You have to look after your community. You have to engage with your community. Because if you don't, the community won't sustain you. But uh, to go back to your question about what's like since we've came in, I feel like we have done that. If you, obviously, being a fan, maybe have a, a few preconceptions of what it was like before coming in. But I knew Jamie beforehand, so I was, was confident to come in uh, on a voluntary basis. And to be honest, everyone's been fantastic. I think we've all got on really well. And I feel like we are beginning to build these relationships back up with the local community. Yeah, uh, you've seen, certainly commercially, everyone more or less is renewed for another year. So that, that's what we want to see. We want to see that continuity. We want to continue to deliver for people. And uh, like I say, I feel like we're doing that so far, which is good. So over your time here so far, have you got any personal highlights for things that you guys have achieved or even stuff that's happened on the pitch other than Kai Kennedy sticking in the top corner? Because... I certainly lost my head that night as well. Um, <laughs> has there been any other highlights in your time here? I think okay, from right from the word go, I think that when we first came in, our, our first match was the the Kevin McAllister stand uh, testimonial thing, and then we went straight into Hibs. And I don't want to say too much from Hibs because I came from Hibs, <laughs> so I better not I better not say too much. Uh, but to get that result against that Premiership team, the, the focus on that squad and the the, the the kind of passion that was going around us, and we were that was then going on to the, the, the commercial, sorry, businesses that were potentially coming in. Straight from the word go, I felt that, oh, Christ, we're, we're onto something good here. And then we got a few renewals, we got a few new partners, and it, we felt fantastic. So I think it's kind of, we've kind of built on it from there. And I think personal highlights is, is things like, we've worked in a, as a team on these things, like CR Smith. They've came in and they've done the, the, the 70 metre advertising board. We've now got a good relationship with them. Um, like you said, Darren McGee from like my roof care and things like that. Where, where uh, he's, he's he's doing uh, so much with the club. He's actually not take. He's actually a, a Celtic supporter, but he's actually bringing his son to Falkirk because he's actually starting to fall in love and his son's starting to fall in love with the club and that as well. And I think the personal highlight for myself was um, and our guys as well was we're doing the, the Legends Initiative, and I think we've got six different businesses and the, the six different businesses that are on there have. Their support's been fantastic, it's been unreal. And some of the businesses aren't just doing the Legends Initiative, they're doing other things with their hard-earned money around the club as well. So I think, um, for me, the biggest goal is bringing new businesses in, making sure that everybody that's in just now and, and the, maintaining the relationships that we're, we're working on a day-to-day -day basis to build to, to be as strong as possible. And, and they're getting there, we're getting on to the stage where we've got the relationship with these guys and, and women who were actually on like WhatsApp messages like, how's things okay, you want to go for a coffee? And, and, and it's, it's happening, it feels like we're not just selling to them, it feels like friends in that now as well. And that, to get to that stage, is that's a fantastic goal for, for us, because not a lot of people trust salesmen at the end of the day, let's be honest. So we're now on that stage where we're actually forming fantastic relationships on a, on a friendship basis. So yeah, I think there's, there's so much that we've done throughout the club. And I think a goal for us is a, a team that we've got between ourselves, the media team, Jamie, um, has been fantastic. 
So I don't want to sound cheesy, but that's a fantastic goal for us. Yeah, yeah, Graham's right. It's when, when I came in, um, I, I knew there was a level of trust that needed to be um, to be brought back. Um, there were some of the sponsors I felt it could have gone either way, and um, basically I wanted to, to visit them, uh, make sure that um, what, what their requirements were, um, that we, we could we could actually do it for them, and make sure that we could mix and match what they needed. So maybe they needed ex hospitality. Uh, they maybe wanted to do more social media. Um, I just wanted to make sure that we valued them uh, to make sure that they stayed with the club. And I think I have done that. Um, and basically, it, it has been... Basically, what I want to say is that any contributions to the club are important. It doesn't matter if somebody's buying, a, buying the new football top, if they're buying the 50-50 tickets, if they're buying their season tickets, if they're a gold partner, silver partner, bronze partner. It doesn't matter any way they contribute, it's really appreciated. And we, we don't want to take that for granted. So it kind of echoes what the guys have said a wee bit, but I think the biggest success we've had is changing the culture to one that fully values continuous dialogue with partners. I think maybe in the past there was a, a tendency, if you talk about advertising board, to sell it to a customer and then you maybe don't speak to them again for 10, 12 months' time. Whereas now, I feel that culture's evolved to the point that we're talking to people, if not on a weekly, certainly bi-weekly basis, making sure everyone's looked after, everyone's needs are met. And ultimately, that's how we keep people involved with the club. Um, on a personal level, uh, personal highlights, we'll be bringing back the Tickets for Schools initiative in the coming weeks. Um, so there'll be an announcement coming out with that, uh, possibly next week, if not the one after. So that's one to look out for. It's certainly the one I'm most excited about at the moment. That's really important, that's how you got involved in the club, that's, that's how a lot of people exactly. probably got involved it's, it's, in the club. It's close to home, it's, it's how we ensure we secure fans of the next generation, because ultimately if you're not attracting young people to support the club, there won't be a club in, in 50 years time, or certainly not in the way that we know it today. Uh, so it's an extremely important initiative to, to be doing and we've got a couple of partners on board that are helping us to do that and hopefully they get a benefit out of being involved with the initiative as well. So like I say, it's just really exciting. I think on a goal, sorry Paddy to bring this up, but I think on a personal goal from yourself is to do commercial volunteering on a Monday to then now have pretty much a full-time job. It's been, and then that's not just went straight from commercial volunteers to commercial sales and op operations. That's been doing like maintenance and things like that and getting involved with the club and stuff like that. I, 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 I take my hat off to you. Like, it's appreciate that, appreciate that. And obviously the, the, the varied aspect of that volunteering does help because the role I'm in today isn't just commercial, it's fully varied around all aspects of the club, so, so it lends itself well. You mentioned there about understanding what partners need and people with business you're speaking to, and that's something that came across in my chat with Jamie and Scott for Crunchy Carrots, is actually understanding what, you're not just going and saying, give us money, we, we need your money, it's what can we do to help you? So if there's anybody listening here, businesses or even supporters who are listening, what is your approach to, to new partners, new potential new sponsors? Basically, Colin, the, the approach is, is really what they want, uh, the, the partnership. Um, we, as long as we sort of identify what they need at the partnership, we can change things around, we can be flexible to meet their demands, and then as long as it all adds up, and it makes commercial sense to the club, then, then we'll run with it. But it's all about listening. It's all about listening to the, the partner, what he wants, and not, not always what the club wants. It's working in a, a partnership, and I think that would be a, a fruitful way to, to, to tackle it. 
So Scott, Scott's a great example uh, because just this morning he was in uh, with myself, Graham and Jamie uh, just to do a catch-up meeting. We do them quite regularly uh, just to see what we can do to, to improve the partnership because obviously you can speak at the start and identify the needs for that specific partner but these are dynamic, they don't stay the same and business environment changes, they might want to do something else. Uh, so we need to be receptive to that. I do think a club of our size, our numbers are good in terms of exposure, so we do provide partners with that platform, but we're also small enough to give that personalised service and be flexible to meet those specific and changing needs. I think if it's a, a, a small, medium or large business, we want, um, we want people to, like the, the customers out there, potential customers, to actually look at what we've done with other customers and, and the way that we've got to the relationship and actually trust us with your hard-earned money. We're, here to, we're not here to pull the, the, the wool over your eyes. We're here to, to try and make your uh, return on investment and, and do as best for your business and the club and the relationship and make it consistent over the years because yeah. we, the, the, we want the best for your business, yourself and the club. So it's, it's all kind of... Uh, and that, that, the exposure people got last year, like Scott and Cudge Cats, and that probably more than expected, given the amount of times we're on TV, Scottish Cup semi-final, all the viral marketing campaigns that, that happened around all that, that actually last year was a brilliant opportunity for anyone that's partnered with the business. And obviously football's inconsistent, you can't control cup yeah. runs and things, but there's certainly an opportunity here, if things go well here, that you're going to get great exposure. Colin, basically, Fawker FC's brand's an iconic brand. I mean, it's, it's known all over Scotland, uh, very strong in the Forth Valley. People like Scott, who have the crunchy carrots, strong brand, want to be associated with that brand, not because of the emotion from the supporters, but the fact that he can do soft networking within the, the client base, you know, around about that brand. I mean, there's 250,000 people who actually visit the stadium uh, out, out, not just match day, but out with match day, things like concerts, things like um, uh, programme fairs. It's, it's used by the council, it's a hub. So um, it's, it's, a, it's a perfect place in central Scotland. You know, it's perfectly centrally based for businesses like Crunchy Carrots um, to work with the club. And I, I think that's, that's what's been successful. Can you tell us about your plans for, for this year then? Um, last year, every time I spoke to Jamie, kept talking about stretch targets for you guys. Yeah. I noticed in the club statement the other day that there's another percentage added on. Yeah, so it's, uh, <laughs> so, what about now? Uh, <laughs> last, last, last year was obviously brilliant. It was more or less doubled the commercial revenue that the club got. Uh, but that then sets a precedent that, yeah, once again, that needs to increase. So so we've got another target, which is higher than it was last year. But we're confident we can, we can meet it again. We're off to a good start. Because like you say, a lot of people are still renewing. Um, we've got some bigger opportunities as well, stuff like Falkirk TV. And then as we expand our email marketing and hopefully have an app further down the line, there's more digital opportunities that come hand in hand with that. Uh, so there's continually more and more offerings uh, for businesses at all sizes. Um, so aye, there's, there's plenty plenty of things in the pipeline. Surprised I've not had a sticker put on my head every time I come down here now. This is what we're going to offer at the end of this podcast. <laughs> we're not really here to sell, but the three big tickets at the moment that we obviously want to fill, um, we're obviously looking for a long-term academy partner. Um, we've had fantastic support by the Hannigan Group, but uh, they're just moving on from that. So th thanks to Douglas for that. But we're looking for a new academy partner. Maybe somebody that's it's maybe up in the town that values the town and, and wants to help the academy, which is the, the lifeblood and the future of the club. Um, we're also looking for a training partner, which will be the, the first team, uh, John and Paul. 
So that's a great association, especially when we got to the semi-final last year. You know, the brand awareness at the semi-final was huge. So it's, we want somebody to have a, have their logo on the track seats, maybe when we're in the lineup for the next semi-final. Um, and also Falkirk TV, which is which is a huge part of the club. We're looking for a sponsor for that as well. And we've also got an exciting uh, Falkirk app that's coming up, which uh, Paddy's helping develop, which uh, will be helpful for everybody. We're looking for a sponsor for that as well. So... Um, we're just looking for some support, if that's possible. It's definitely an exciting time for these packages to be coming on board. Uh, businesses to be coming on board for these packages. They're incredible. We've, there's a lot of rights that are in the package that we that we want to fulfil. We've got a board up in office where we've got all the all the all the contracts that we've got, all the main sponsors. So we're we're constantly going over these 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 rights in the package to make sure that we're we're in the right place with the sponsors. The sponsors know where we're at. We're in this, the right headspace and we're we're uh, ticking off every kind of right that we're not missing anything off it because that's how much we want to try and um, promote your business we don't want to if you've got rights in the package you're paying for it um, then we will fulfill your rights in the package but I think that in terms of like the academy the training kit Falkirk TV they're all great platforms for your business yeah, like fantastically we've had sorry we've had um, quite a lot of fantastic feedback from the other packages we've got like from Paddy said earlier on from selling an advertising board we're, we're trying to bring in like, players to get pictures with the advertising board we're not, and then building a relationship, we're not wanting to stop it at that. Uh, we also done a game last year for the Dundee game where we invited everybody that was putting money into the club sponsorship-wise um, commercially and it was a, it was a fantastic um, day. There was about, about 80 to 90 sponsors that turned up um, and it, it was fantastic to see everybody kind of communicate. It was like a big networking event on a match day. Um, I've also got like the Bairns Business Club where I, I think it's a fantastic asset to the club and it's uh, there's probably about 70 or 80 businesses that are, attend that. So, so the net networking and putting people in touch with each other is a huge part of actually sponsorship in a, in a football club because uh, basically what we want to do is we need, we need to create a business community around the club, the hub, the, the club's already been that hub for the community so if we can connect as many people as possible not only is that good for our partners but it's good for the whole economy of the town, which again comes back to the football club. It's good for us as well, so it's that, that's that's the aim of the game. Yeah, we we, we had we had a a large um, international company came in um, the end of last year. It was actually for the United game, so it was actually a fantastic game. He says he'll be back. Um, He's welcome back. <laughs> he actually identified when he walked into the stadium that there was at least four co other companies he actually worked w with, who are his client base. So he, he's decided to do something with us so he can do some soft networking with these companies. So there is a fantastic benefit for that. Someone you mentioned earlier was the Legends Initiative. And to me, that's ideal, perfect. And it's actually something the club needs. It's kind of reconnecting fans and everything with everything that's happened in the past. In the past year, we had the Crunchy Initiative. Yep. We had, I think, Simon Stainrod and that here before one of the Fairman games. We've now got legends up on the wall because it's kind of it's kind of building more of a connection again. I think between the fans, what's been before, and what's currently happening. So that's kind of, I guess that's the ideal scenario. Is you get to honour people who have contributed to the club, but it's also an opportunity for you guys to to, to help improve the stadium and also raise some finances as well. I think with the the legends initiative has has been fantastic for the for the, the whole club, reconnecting with. Ex players and, and, and sponsors are, are, are looking to put the money into the club in, in unique, different kind of ways. Um, and we've now got the the, the well, four of the six legends coming to the Dundee United game to sit with some of their sponsors 
um, which is going to be fantastic. I, th I spoke to all the sponsors today, and they're, they're absolutely buzzing about the. Apart from Martin Finlay, he's not able to make it. He's raging. So, <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of like excitement, and 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 it's not just about the the legends. And you mentioned a few things there. It's about the the reconnection throughout the club. I think that's happened not just because of the commercial team, but the way that each individual department is, each like the foundation. I think everybody's getting on on the same level, and everybody's after the same goal. And people that are putting the money into the club are after the same goal as well. So it kind of it's, it's all fitting just now. Yeah, I so, mean this this year will mark twenty years at the Falkirk Stadium. Um, and you know, a, a fan of my age, it's the only home for the football club that I've actually known. Um, but again, people always look back to you know like uh, a certain nostalgia, nostalgic way of looking back to Brockville. So any heritage feature, like you say, the Kevin McAllister stand or the Legend Initiative, any way to connect to that unique, special heritage from the old stadium in the current stadium, that's something we should do. And uh, I think the Legends Initiative does that. It was a chance to engage with fans as well with the fan vote. And then, you know, sp sponsors like to connect to that heritage as well by sponsoring a specific legend section. Uh, so it ticked a load of boxes. And I think it's been good so far, really positive. It also respects the generations as well, because we have got, you know, I've got an older fan base as well that remember these players, including myself, um, and that they're valued as well. So I, th I think it's a connect with the, the different generations, not just the young fan base, but the older as well. Yeah, I suppose it, anything like that just makes the stadium now feel more like home for, for a lot of people. You know, I still speak to people from my, my dad's generation and that, and Brockville's still their home for Falkirk, where it's bits like that kind of make the stadium just more feel like that. And there's still more we can do, and I'm sure we'll come up with more ideas further down the line and, and make it even better still. Obviously with the, the, the raffle and things like that coming up for the 3D match, that's going to add to the pit side kind of advertising bit as well, which is, is fantastic. Um, uh, so we're not obviously trying to sell anything, but it's like £200 per per shot, um, and you get put into a prize draw of winning one of these 3D mats, mm. um, which is going to look fantastic. So it looks like it's obviously standing up, but it's, it's actually lying down, and it's, it's great for your business. And to put a, a small cost like that to get the opportunity to win, there's obviously like runners-up prizes and things like that as well. The, the good thing about that is it means businesses of all sizes will be able to participate. Yeah. It's not... It's not one that be exclusively for one which had a bit of bigger budget, for example. I heard a podcast is going to be two hundred pound after us. If I get a cut, I'm happy. <laughs> We've also spoken a lot about businesses and what they can do around the club. Um, obviously, fans have seen a lot of sales drive around the club now, but also they need to understand it's just generating the money that's paying for the the, the team. Um, and the club update. We've all heard about £400,000 deficit, £320,000 deficit. How much of that this season is going to fall on you guys pushing hard to try and close that? Well, Colin, all, all we can do is we, we do our best from last season. Um, it's a high number. Um, certainly the fans contribute. Um, our fan, Not just the sponsors. Um, individual fans contribute with their season ticket. The ones that are in FSS, the ones that do the 50-50 draw all contribute and all we can do is our best because to come by money at the moment's hard yeah. so you know you've got the cost of living crisis at the moment we understand that so all we can do is strive towards that sum uh, we'll do our best um, but what we have to be mindful about is that people have budgets and that's where we have to give value for money um, for, for example the the fans groups the supporters groups are so important even you're running their buses, uh, getting to the games, um, 
you know, even paying for hospitality when they come in groups. Um, you know, for example, Elliot's uh, take the end of the year, uh, they actually take out the whole hospitality. That's important to us as well. Um, so yes, we strive to, to take that target. We'll do our level best with, with, with the help of the fans. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll get there. I think it gave us a lot of confidence when at the like we had the meetings with Jamie and the board and fans um, as well as the um, like the best commercial return we've had in eight years. And I think that that gave us a lot of confidence. And now we've, we're we're stepping up a bit. We've got different ideas. Paddy's uh, good with his content. Graham is build, brilliant at building relationships, and we're, we're we're just trying to get to the point where we're hitting this year's target and trying to be uh, and and, go, and just go for it with. We want the best of Falkirk Football Club at the end of the day. In terms of individual fans or groups of fans, what can you guys offer them that you know, obviously they can support the club with a bit of extra money, but they'll they'll get something back, something that's rewarding, something like that. Is there anything around the club, the player sponsorship, etc., that somebody that maybe wants to do a bit more or has the ability to do a bit more can do? Yeah, so obviously we touched on player sponsorship before. Um, there's different price categories within that as well, so. So we're talking about a shirt would be £500, but there's cheaper options such as boots or gloves, 250 uh, And so like I say, you'll get to meet your player, you get to go to the recognition night, which is something quite special, uh, and then you'll get your frame, uh, frame shirt or gloves or boots uh, at the end of the season as well. So that's something that, that is targeted more towards fans, it's something they could get involved with. Uh, but another thing uh, would be instead of just coming to the game you know, and sitting in your normal seat, you know, maybe you and your friends once a season could take out a matchday sponsorship. You know, you get a few a few seats in the Brockville Lounge, you get your coverage in the programme on social media, and then you also get a wee gift to leave as well, be it a framed armband or a framed pair of gloves. Uh, so there's different options that fans could do. Uh, but at the end of the day, just give us a phone and we can have a chat and we can always find something that, that will suit you and uh, basically satisfy your needs. Yeah, thanks, Paddy. I mean, it's, it's very... It's very uh personal as well you know for example we had I think every single match last year we had somebody's birthday mm. so you know they get a, a card they bring a cake um, they get the man in the match coming up um, they, you know, quite often they'll, they'll get the frame shirt so it's very personal we'll try and make it that way we do have all year round hospitality guests where they keep coming back for a reason because it is so friendly and it's so even win or lose um, it's a very friendly uh, situation I think in terms of sponsorship per game last year, I think there was maybe like two, three, four, and then we even had to open up another actual um, partner of the match as well because people were really enjoying and when we sold out uh, match sponsor, match ball captain, say pair of hands, people were like, oh, th there's no sponsorship left. And then we were like, well, and then Jamie and we all discussed it, we came up with partner of the match, and that was like a table of 10, and you got a, a, a signed framed picture presented by the, man of, uh, the match sponsors man of the match and it was fantastic um, I think we sold something like 70 sponsorships for uh, match day sponsorships for last year and we're probably sitting about 25 26 at the moment and, and people are actually phoning and asking for if there's available sponsorships um, one thing that Paddy missed there was the we do goal flashes as well for, for £100 which if your player scores your name and your, or your logo comes up at the bottom uh, on social media which is fantastic uh, and that's £100 so we, we do, we, we're, we're trying to do everybody's budgets and everybody's needs um, and we're here to listen to different ideas. We're never going to 
criticise anybody, we'll, we'll, we'll open it up and we're, we're trying to work on different things. Yeah, so basically what Graham says, well, I, I endorse that, but something for everybody. I mean, the, the packages, you know, the bulk sponsorships, the sponsorship match day, I mean, the the exposure you get for your brand is incredible. You know, not over just on social media, over the tannoy, uh, the MC will mention your your brand name and will actually give your company um, information of what you do and what your benefits are. It's fantastic for networking because there's other businesses in the room and potential customers. So it's a fantastic platform for selling your business. Just kind of getting towards the end now, guys. It's still from message to the fans, have you got one for those for, for them here that you guys are working hard to get the money for for the team in the park and everyone at the club does? Um, have you got an overall message to them? Well, yeah, uh, working the hardest, uh, we always will. Um, but I think mostly thank you because be it normal fans doing the player sponsorship or be it fans with businesses doing larger options, these are all Falkirk fans and they are putting their money in and they're putting their trust in us. Uh, so we appreciate it and thank you and we'll continue to do our best. Yeah, I think as an overall thank you to, to everybody that's put put money into the club one way or another. It's been phenomenal. We're, we're, we're in early in the morning, we're, we're leaving late at night. Sometimes we're leaving other nights stressed more than others. <laughs> I feel like I've got grey hair that's coming. <laughs> but I think that Paddy, just to, to say what Paddy said there, I think that's to, just a massive thank you to fans and businesses that have, have showed us support and what we're trying to do is get to that number one aim is to give as much money to the, the, the playing budget as possible um, and support the club but I, ca I can't thank anybody, I, I, I couldn't thank everybody enough for the support that we've been given uh, and Graham and Paddy on a personal note I think you guys have been fantastic um, and what you are trying to achieve and support with Jamie it's been brilliant so yeah, just a final, yeah, I, first of all, to thank the, the season ticket holders, people who bought their season tickets, over 2,500. Uh, it's incredible. Um, it's been difficult recently in the league, but things are going to get better. I'm very positive. So thank them. Thank the supports clubs for running the buses, uh, taking hospitality, just being there supporting the club. Gold sponsors, um, also silver, silver sponsors and bronze sponsors, the thanks to all them, the ones that are fans and the ones that are not fans are equally as important. Thank you for all your contribution and uh, together we'll, we'll, we'll get into that uh, championship next year. Fingers crossed. If there's fans listening to this or businesses or anyone that maybe wants, has an idea for the club, they want to get in touch with you about potential doing something with the club, uh, how, how do they get in touch with you? Well, they can basically on, on the website... Um, They'll, they'll get my email um, address, they'll get Graham's email address and Paddy's with phone numbers. Um, just contact us or even phone at, phone at the club, which is 624121, and just select option two, and uh, we're happy to take take their calls. A lot of our mobile numbers are on our social medias and that as well, so our, 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 our personal numbers, sorry, our, our contact numbers are out there just now, so... Any ideas, anything you need, uh, come and chat to us and we're, we're, willing to, we're, we're looking forward to working with the, bringing the community even further together. So, Final predictions for the new season then? League champions in May. <laughs> I think it'll be tough, but I think we'll get there. And I think John and Paul will deliver. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll, I think we'll win the league. That's the, <laughs> no, no black and white. No. I, think we'll, I think we'll win the league. No. That's the that's target for everyone, I think. Sorry, I don't year. think we're in the league. We're, we're no, we're in the league. Yeah. We'll get there. I know. 
What you say? What's your prediction? Optimistically, win the league. I'll be optimistic for this. I'm, I'm normally a pessimist, but I'll be an optimist for this. You say 20 years since come to the stadium. Is it the 4 or 5 season? Won, the, the season coming, I believe. Aye, we won the league the, the first time there. I remember being in the North Stand for that. So that'll be good to replicate 19 years on. That'd be a nice one. So thanks, guys, for your time. Um, give us a follow on or uh, subscribe if you enjoyed the podcast. You'll get every episode straight to your podcast feed. And uh, we'll be back next one for another episode. So thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you very much.